Hey, this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerials podcast, now with the Digiton Network. How's it going, guys? Hope you're having a wonderful week. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff going on at Wrap Your Head Around Silks. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the live virtual 60-minute class rolling. Roll it out. We use peanuts and foam rollers, and we hit the floor together every Sunday night and Tuesday night. Uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. We also have a uh, portal so you can look at videos whenever the time is convenient for you. And we roll out all the aerialist problems. And honestly, now that I'm doing it uh, this often, I don't know what I did before because I like feeling so much, so, so much better. And when I don't have it, I'm like, oh my God, crickety crackety. So, uh, and then also I'm going to give you guys a uh, opportunity with some of my other products, um, that are geared towards you guys. So just keep your eyes peeled. Um, today we have Adrian Pires, Catherine. She actually resides in Lyon, uh, France. She is a friend of mine from high school. I know. And, uh, she went into, I can't say this right, naturopathy, got it, awesome, you guys, I just butchered that, anyways, so she helps us and gives us some tips on living a healthy athletic life, little things that we can do on a daily basis to help us have greater wellness, um, little things that we can do pretty easily, so um, I love talking to her, she was the coolest upperclassman when I was, um, a junior, she was a senior. I was just, this girl is so cool. And now we're friends. Isn't that the best? Um, all right, guys. Uh, let's meet Adrian. All right, guys, let's get started. Uh, listeners, this is Adrian Pierce Catherine, and she is actually somebody that I went to high school with. We reconnected recently. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her onto this podcast is because her wealth of knowledge uh wealth of knowledge and she's going to give us hopefully some tips for good living today um but also because in the future i don't know when in the future but we her and i had talked about doing a joint retreat somewhere in europe you know aerial aerial and wellness retreat um and so you know just wanted to perk you guys's ears up about that and uh it's cooking we're cooking we're not cooking a lot very hot, but it's marinating. <laughs> and Adrian, you have another retreat right now that you are currently um, working on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, I'm actually collaborating with a friend of mine who is a yoga. So I'm a naturopath and I'm based in, in uh, Lyon, France. I'm a naturopath and a reflexologist. And right now um, I have a, replay, a retreat planned in September with my friend Dagmar Spremberg, who's a yoga teacher in Costa Rica. And we're hosting a retreat in Mallorca and the island of Mallorca in September to yoga and detox retreat, a week retreat sold out, but <laughs> it's going to be fun. So what does that mean? How many people... So we try to keep it intimate because, you know, it's, this retreat is really going to be focusing on um, individual personalized 
accompaniment. So there are going to be 12 people attending this retreat. Okay. So there's going to be yoga in the morning, in the evening. We're going to have, you know, community, like different techniques, different workshops on nutrition, on the art of communication, artistic, um, you know, workshops, that kind of thing. Also excursions, not a personalized naturopathic consultation and program for each person, really healthy food, going to eat well, enjoy the sun and sunshine on the, um, during the off season, it's a little bit of the off season in September. It's not when there's tons of crowds. So it's a nice time to visit Mallorca for sure. In September when it's still warm and the water's still, the water's still nice too. Uh, Adrian, when's the last time you were in Mallorca? I told you those scary. So uh, last time I was in Mallorca was when I was 15 years old. Okay. No, I didn't actually know that. I forgot. So you haven't actually been there since. Oh, well, I've been to Spain. I was in Formentera last year, which is, you know, right next to Ibiza. So I've been in the area, but I actually went on a, on a high, you know, Carrie, you and I are friends from high school. And I went on a, a trip to Mallorca with our high school, with a group from high school. Yeah. So, so that is the last time I was in Mallorca as, as well, but I was in Spain and Barcelona, like three pre-pandemic for a wedding. Oh, because we were on that trip together. Oh yeah, that's crazy. That's right. That trip was amazing. Oh my gosh, that's right. We were in Spain. I know that was pretty cool. Us girls from Ohio traveling to Europe. We felt pretty worldly, I think, but we we probably were not. Um, You could not have been fifteen. I was drinking sangria. Oh, this is now I don't drink alcohol. Oh, you don't drink. I had my first. (laughs) I wasn't supposed to be. I wasn't supposed to be drinking sangria, but I think I was. No, but our teachers kind of like didn't try to like not have a drink because we would have just did it behind their backs. Because you can get alcohol. Yeah, you can get alcohol in in Europe when you're eighteen. Well, mm-hmm. you couldn't have been 15 because I was, no, I was eight. I think I was just turned 18. Yeah. So you, you can drink alcohol when you're 18. Yeah. But I wasn't Europe, 18. I was probably 16 and I was, I still had my first alcoholic beverage of my life in Mallorca. So and funny. I was like, this is what people have been talking about. I get it. <laughs> Gin and tonic. Well, I don't drink at all. I don't drink alcohol at all anymore. So well, when did you stop drinking alcohol? Oh my gosh. Well, when I turned 25, I had, well, I was living in New York at that time. I'd moved to New York. I moved to New York when I was 22 after college. And I was having all these digestive problems, lots of skin problems, lots of eczema. And at that time I met an integrative nutrition health coach when I was 25. I was also in a really horrible relationship, which is Everything was not going well in my life. And basically I signed up for her program and she changed the course of my life. And I started eating healthier. Just basically I start, I stopped drinking coffee. I'm not going to talk about everything I stopped eating. It was basically what I started eating. I started eating a lot of whole foods, whole grains, greens. Well, everything I started adding into my diet. And then I just, everything else that wasn't good for me fell away. That I just didn't want it anymore. So that was when I was, That was when I was 25 years old. I also started doing yoga at that time. Got out of that horrible relationship. (laughs) My digestive problems were, you know, I visited the gastroenterologist and everything. I mean, it was really having some serious issues. 
everything just healed. And I also met a naturopath during that time. That's when I just started doing all these types of complementary um, healing modalities was in New York. And then when I moved to France and, you know, several years later, I decided to go back to school and become a naturopath here in France. That really, it really stemmed from that period of my life in New York. That's what, you know, really inspired me to become a naturopath here. Now, were you doing all the things that I was doing when I was 21 to 25? Like, not, not anything hard, but like, I was just, I was partying. Were you that person? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, I went to I went to Denison. I mean, I was at the college, party college at the time. I think it's not as much so, but you know, it's the whole fraternity sorority crowd, all that. You know, it was like nuts. crappy beer. And when I moved, yeah, yeah, I was. You know, it, it's funny because when I think back at that time, I mean, when I moved to New York, and I definitely was like, it was like Sex in the City period. Yeah. You know, I was going out drinking Cosmos. <laughs> out with my girlfriends yeah I mean that was that was the scene you know but then I I also just also was like you know I don't need all this to have fun like I can still party and dance and laugh and you know what I mean I can just I can still be myself without all that stuff so that's what I do now I I love it okay so this she's actually been on greener grass and we talked about other topics, but this is the expecting aerialist, obviously. So here's our population. Our population are a bunch of women, a lot of A-type personalities, although not every single one. Um, you know, physically, physically fit more than the average population, and um, doing an insane hobby or an insane profession, where we're. Mm-hmm you know, taking a good amount of risk, being in the air all the time. And um, let's go, let's like ease into it. So what would you say just as a starting point into what you do um, on good living and wellness and just a couple things we can do, very introductory things that we could do like today to tip our scales the other way to get into better habits, et cetera. Is that a hard answer, a hard question to answer? Well, you know, I work with people on a very individualized basis. So um, just to give you a little bit of background and what is, what is now, I'll just explain to you what a natural path is. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a natural path um, is a health professional that really addresses it's, it's really a form of naturopathy is really a form of preventative medicine. So we really try to address the root cause of all imbalances. So if you go to like a normal conventional doctor, for example, that doctor will give you a treatment and there's so many more, there's so many integrative medicine physicians out there more, I'm sure, especially in Los Angeles where you live, but um, we're not just treating just the symptoms, you know, of imbalances or disease. We're treating the root cause of disease. So when you go see a naturopath, you're going to spend an hour, hour and a half with that person. And they're going to ask you so many questions based on your, your background, your, on your antecedents, your family background, your family history, um, all the medications, all the illnesses you've had since your childhood, for example, 
um, any trauma, any major life changes in your life. And of course, I'm going to ask you about what you eat, how you sleep, how you eliminate toxins from your body. If you're, you know, you're urinating as much as you should be, or you're going, you're going number two as much as you should be. You know what I mean? Like it's a really in-depth consultation. So as someone who, you know, I, I've, I'm not an aerialist. So you're going to, you're going to have to explain to me a little bit, like, what is your day? What is your training? Like, what is your day? Like, you know, how do you support all your physical needs um, through food? You know, are you fatigued after how, how long, how many hours a day do you practice? You know what I mean? All that stuff is going to inform me on how I can, I would give advice, you know? Uh, yesterday I actually did a really good training. And so I go in and it's a 90 minute session because I don't have more time than that. I'm basically teaching at the same time. I do a bunch of floor stuff, some TheraBand stuff, and then probably over the course of the evening, you know, 50 half pull-ups. So I'm wearing, I'm, I'm really like, doing a lot of upper body work, not as many leg exercises. And, you know, I get home and I'm starving because I've just done 50 half pull-ups. <laughs> and uh, last night, for example, I made myself like homemade ramen with some, with some pork chops and some, uh, some bok choy and a bunch of water and, and called it a day. But <laughs> I don't know if that helps you give us any like thoughts well i think you know of course it's really important to drink a ton of water before doing any physical activity that's just a given but you know it's really important that the quality of your water oh you know is 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 the right quality of water you know we have we tend to well here in france a lot of people buy bottled water because there's so many there's so much calcium deposits in water in the in the tap water here okay and those calcium deposits can also be, you can't filter them completely through your kidneys. Like those deposits go onto your arteries, they get stuck in your, you know, in your body. They're not, they're not evacuated as they should be. And a lot of people tend to buy bottled water, which is horrible for our environment with plastic, you know, buying all these plastic water bottles. I have a reverse osmosis system actually that filters the water. It takes out all the, you know, cause we can't, we can't metabolize all these minerals because it's like, think about it. It's like rock, like your body can't assimilate all these, all these, all these mineral deposits. And so it gently, just gently remineralizes the water and it puts in like, you know, there's like lithotam, which is um, calcium. It helps with calcium for your body to absorb calcium, that kind of thing. Just have to be really important to have the right kind of water that's, that has like a low residue like not as many high mineral deposits. Um, also to make sure you're getting enough protein. I think a lot of people don't eat enough protein for breakfast. You know, I think, you know, I'm also thinking about France, uh, the typical French breakfast, but I think a more, you know, it depends how you grew up. I don't know what you're eating for breakfast. I'm sure you're eating some protein. Yeah, I'm having eggs protein, usually. But that's so important. Okay, but that's also important not to eat the same thing every single oh. day because that's when you can develop intolerances. <gasps> Oh, please talk about that. Well, that's another thing. I mean, that's um, also, that could be, I, I don't know if you've ever been tested for any type of food allergy or food intolerance. You know, you have different 
in food intolerances are difficult. They should, you should have to get some lab tests done potentially to, to identify if you have any intolerances because that can be the root, a big cause of all tons of digestive imbalances, fatigue, you know, if you have skin issues, it can be a host, it can be, there could be a, create a host of problems for you if you have imbalances. My sister, my, my little sister was eating eggs every day. And I remember visiting her and I was like, she is literally eating two or three eggs every single day. And guess what? Her and her husband, now they're intolerant to eggs. How does the body, what, why is that? You know what? I mean, it, your body needs to diversify its foods. If you eat the same thing over and over and over again, you can, I mean, that's just, it's, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, there's an explanation for it. That's more, you know, a medical explanation for it. I want to see like, um, it's part of your, like immune, your immune system starts to, um, recognize it as something that needs to attack. So it's almost like an uh, autoimmune change in your body that happens. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's like, if you, over time, over time, your body starts to recognize them as a, like a foreign object, and then your body creates inflammation, and it creates inflammation in your body, et cetera. Diversify that, those meals. I love this. This is mm-hmm. something that I, I had heard of that. I just, no one told it to me straight like that. So I do eggs sometimes. I do cereal sometimes. Um, but yeah, protein at breakfast then. So different types of protein. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever heard about the glucose goddess. She's she's French actually, and she's so famous. Have you heard of her? I haven't. The glucose I goddess. Haven't. Her name is um, Jessie Unchospay. She's a biochemist, and um, she's she's written all these you know New York Times bestseller books. She's amazing. And what I love about her is that she wore a glucose monitor over a certain period of time and monitored her glucose levels. And also has a whole community who also did the same thing. And she's just like, her her big recommendations are like, okay, make sure that you don't, for especially for folks, for folks who are doing high intensity sports, you want to make sure, sure that your glucose levels are stable. Because if you're eating, you're getting like a big glucose fructose spike, and then you're getting too much sugar all in one sitting. Okay. Then your then then your glucose levels dip because you have to you know, you have to re, you need, you need more glucose to feed it. Basically, if you have more of a stable glucose, stable, 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 your energy levels will remain stable as well. Okay. So you always have to make sure for breakfast, you have protein of fat. If you eat fruit, that's okay. But it should be low sugar fruits, like red fruits, like berries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, that kind of thing. Make sure not to have like, have too much sugar at breakfast because that really impacts your day and your energy levels, and it will set the tone for the rest of the day. So try to eat a savory breakfast. So it, it's really useful that so many breakfast cereals are loaded with sugar. And gluten, and you know, it's not, it's not the enemy gluten, but it's definitely an inflammatory food, you know, and sugar is too. So, and that can totally be inflammatory for your digestive system as well. So I'm just thinking of your case. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, you know, I don't know what kind of cereal you're, I don't know what kind of cereal you're Well, eating. I started eating like a, like a whatever brand of raisin bran because, uh, because the fiber does help the number twos, but you know, well, you know what was really helpful for that? What's that? Is drinking in the morning, 
before you before you eat or drink, take squeeze um, a tablespoon of lemon juice and like two tablespoons of olive oil and drink that. And I tell you, it's going to be like smooth moving along. Wait, it's very helpful Wait. for in cases of constipation. Go back, lemon. Especially squeeze lemon uh -huh. juice, along with a couple tablespoons of, of um, good quality olive oil, extra virgin like olive in, oil. In water, just take it. Just no, not in water because because the olive oil isn't hydro. It's not hydrosoluble. Right. So you have to just drink it. <laughs> it's not you know probably not your most favorite thing to start with in the morning, but I tell you, it really helps. Um, it helps get things going moving along. All right. Yeah. And, and then you drink a ton of, then you drink a big glass of water after. Okay. This reverse osmosis situation. Is it expensive to buy a machine that does that? I mean, yes, it is. It is. I mean, I, I think in France, I, I mean, I'm, you can all, you can always, well, okay. So there's, there's, um, I'm trying to think of the word in English because in French, I'm like, it's in my brain. Charbon actif. We have like little ceramic. You can also buy like little ceramic, uh, like little balls or um, charbon. What is that called? Charbon. Active, active carbon. Oh, activated yeah. car active carbon. Okay. Activated yes. charcoal. That's what I'm yeah. looking for. Activated charcoal. That also will help purify your water. But I feel like for me, the reverse osmosis is one of the best solutions. Although it also consumes a lot of water. I mean, it's like there's nothing that's a panacea. But um, it's it is it is it's an investment. The regular like Brita or you know from no. Target. What do those it. things do? It doesn't. Well, it takes out like chlorine. It takes out major contaminants, but. Um, a reverse osmosis system that takes out like um, endocrine disruptors, you know, pharmaceutical drugs, that kind of thing. It's, it talks, it detoxes all that. It purifies all. Okay. So it's it's really difficult to it's really difficult to purify our water. You know, I, I mean, of course, the I think it's listed the EPA or that you know, in, in the United States we have we also have a you know our our government. Uh, that says, okay, this water is certified. It's okay to drink, but I don't, it's not <laughs> like, I, 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 I mean, I've had, I've had my water tested. I had another system that was okay, but it wasn't, it still wasn't working to, and it's like optimal level because I had it for eight years. So I just changed actually, it's got a new system last, last uh, fall. So you in, invest in one for the house. Yeah, I did, I did just for our drinking water, not for our laundry. Right, or right. Our, you know. So you're drinking things. water, and then you just take a big, big canister of it to work with you. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, I got it right here. Yes. Okay. Okay. Diversity in our meals. So, tell me about how you feed your kids. Like, like what's what's like a great lunch. What are some great snacks and a dinner? Uh, assuming that, are, are you vegetarian? No. I'm not a vegetarian, not at all. Because I, I also studied, you know, I, I, so I am a naturopath, but I also studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition back in the day when it was, now it's an online program, but I studied when it was in person in 2005. And, um, you know, I'm a, my blood type is always positive and 
you know, O positive blood types are, are the, are the, the hunters. So, you know, they're the first um, blood type that existed on this planet. So we need more animal protein, you know, it depends. Like, I don't know if you've ever read that book, the blood type diet. It's interesting. I'm not agreed with all of it. I don't know the ins Mm -hmm. and the outs, but uh, I have somebody in my life before who really lived and died by it. So I kind of heard about it a lot. You find out your blood type and then you kind of eat towards it. And um, yeah, so you kind of, you kind of feel that way, but not, you don't agree with every single thing. Well, I feel like there's so many dietary theories that exist out there and you have your tidbits, you have like your, you know, these interesting things that you can integrate into your life from all of them in, in some sense, you know? So for me, I personally have a tendency to be um, anemic. So for me also, that's also a reason why I'm not a vegetarian because it's really tough to be a vegetarian and get all enough iron, enough B12. And you have to be really particular about the foods you eat. And you should also be consulting with, with a naturopath or, or a functional medicine doctor, et cetera, to, to help you write, get it the right balance of foods. So I also, you know, iron is better absorbed through animal protein. So I tend to eat. I don't eat a lot of red meat, but I eat once in a while, I eat more chicken, et cetera. But for example, my kids eat at um, eat lunch at school. They're not allowed to bring a packed lunch to school unless they have a food allergy or intolerance. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why is that? So my kids, because that's just how it is in France. Don't, that's a good question. Why is that? Okay. So, you know, I think it's also to kind of... Um, I, you know, that it's a really good question, but they, they want the kids to have like, um, I think it's part of like for helping kids who ha- come from like low income families, they try to make it affordable and make sure there's enough food for kids to eat. So every meal is a four course meal. You have your appetizer. Like, does it come <laughs> out timed or is it all at once? Um, you know what, in my kids, in their last school, it was coming out timed, but now it's, they can pick what they want and they can put it their on, plate. they have different choices okay. now, they can pick what they want out of the different choices. So they have the appetizer, which is usually some sort of vegetable, like raw vegetable salad, that kind of thing. They have their main dish, which is some sort of like meat, protein or fish. Um, it could, they also have vegetarian options as well. Um, they have the cheese course so they can get yogurt or some other type I of cheese. I love it. France has a cheese course. And, and dessert. And dessert, they have some sort of like fun dessert or they can have fruit salad, you know. So on the days that my son has sports, he says, I choose the fruit salad on the day I have sports because I get too tired after lunch. Otherwise, if I eat a big dessert. But so that's their lunch. Okay. So that's their. So for breakfast, my kids, it, it changes. I change it up. So, you know, some mornings they'll have eggs with um, baby spelt bread and avocado, or that's what out of my daughter loves that. Um, my boys are more into almond butter, banana on bread, or which is baby spelt bread. We tend to buy that a lot because it has low gluten. Okay. Um, and it's sourdough, so it's more digestible. Um, they also eat things like I don't know, muesli, oatmeal, 
but I always try to put protein on it. So I always try to put like walnuts or like a dollop of yogurt, or they're always going to have some form of some form of fresh fruit. Um, yeah, that's their breakfast. And then dinner is like, whatever's in season, you know, here, I can't find everything that I want. Mm. It's always like in New York, I would go to the grocery store and I'd be like, okay, we, I used to, I used to shop at a food co-op in Brooklyn, which was amazing. The Park Slope food co-op. And so we, we had a lot of local growers, a lot of local farmers. It was all organic. It was amazing. We had like five different kinds of kale. Then when I moved to France, I was like, I couldn't find anything. Really? This was in 2010. Oh, I was, it was, that was the hardest thing. Cause I used to make green juice. I was like all into it. You know, it, my life has changed. I'm not, listen, I don't eat, you know, how I, I feel like I used to eat differently before I had kids, but I do my best. I try to eat, you know, I try to eat as healthy as possible, but you know, there's also the part of living in France and you have really good croissants and, you know, you have like the pleasure foods and you don't feel, I think we talked yeah, about this. Yeah, you don't feel terrible after. The greener grass. You don't feel terrible because there's, we eat a lot of sourdough bread. Um, we'll eat sourdough bread, stuff that, food that, that, that is um, easy, easy to digest. You know, you don't have a lot of GMOs. Um, there are a lot of pesticides that are banned in France. So, and the thing is you, I, you buy food that's, that's local and that's um, seasonal. Yeah. You know, you live in California, you have so much stuff that's available, but even in New York, things would be shipped from California. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So you could get everything you wanted here. I can't, I can't, I mean, it's, so I eat really, I do eat really seasonally. So that's great. You know, it's local, it's seasonal. It's basically based on what I can find, you know? So kids, my kids, I mean, I love, I miss Asian. Like I love like getting some like Korean food or making a good stir fry, you know, with rice and vegetables, maybe some chicken or that could be like a dinner. Last night, my husband made cauliflower rice with like, some veg, some other vegetables and some like a protein, like some fish. It just depends, you know? Okay. And they always have some sort of, maybe they like yogurt or, or um, like an apple, like a compote at the end of a meal, like an apple compote. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, um, on greener grass, we talked about the cultural stuff and really it's, I, I think just being in America doesn't help because you have to make a big effort in my mind to like make sure you're eating whole foods and not to say that you're shopping at whole foods because it's so expensive. So like, but like just to make food the way it was created a priority. I, I have to say, <laughs> so white rice has gotten such a bad, a bad rap recently because it's like, not very fibrous, like it's not low glycemic, all this stuff. But I'm Chinese. Yes. Like, no information that I pull in into my life now is going to change me from like steering away from my white rice. Well, we have semi complaints, like semi complaints, like half, it's like, I mean, it, because it's a refined food. Yeah. The white yeah. rice. Yeah. So ideally, Ideally, you would buy like the brown short grain rice. I guess that corresponds more to like sushi. Yeah, rice. yeah, yeah. I would buy brown sushi right. rice. Right. Yeah. But we have we have a we have a rice. It, it kind of tastes like white rice, but it's half. It's like half brown rice. So 
I don't know if that even exists in the United States because I find that here often. So it was like engineered to be half and half. No, they, 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 um, no, no, they, they polish it. You know, they like take the hull off of the, oh, the grain of rice, partly, partially, not completely like they do with brown rice. No way. Cause brown rice, cause brown, brown, white rice is basically you remove the hull of the brown rice, my dear. Oh, is that how white rice? (laughs) No way. And so it's refined. So ideally, like you were saying, you would eat more whole foods. In France, you know what's interesting? You're asking me also about snacks. I mean, French people give their kids so much sugar at snack time. It's like cookies. It's like giving a kid a bunch of like, or they'll get a big croissant or pain au chocolat, you know, chocolate croissant. Um, I try to give them, if I'm at home and I, I have time to prepare, I try to give them smoothies with some sort of, sort of protein and fat in it. Or like, I do give them like, cookies but I try to get them like the low sugar ones with always some sort of like some sort of cashews or protein or dried fruit like I try to do that but what's very interesting is that French people do not snack oh it's so rare like it's that's 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 the big difference like I see it when I go to see my family at home you know, my dad will open up a box of crackers and just start snacking on them you know it's just we don't, French people don't snack. It's really just three meals a day. Maybe you'll have like a little of maybe some nuts or something at four o'clock and a piece of fruit or something, but it's really uncommon. I feel like, I mean, it depends on where, where you grow up. Like we've talked about where, I mean, you live, you live in California, but like, you know, my, my family was snacking on popcorn, on chips. And when I was growing up, we had like wheat thins, <laughs> That was a long time ago, but uh, do you snack? Do you snack or not really? Yeah. You know, I, I do, but I have to say that like, you know, as you were saying, there's so many dietary, there's so many ways to do it. Like for example, for SIBO, what they, what they sometimes uh, say is good is to do intermittent fasting because you're giving your body like a lot of time to clean itself out. But then mm-hmm. the problem is, is that you're supposed to eat what you need for the day in a shorter amount of time. But if your digestion, if your digestion is kind of slow, that's really problematic. Yeah, it's really important to drink a ton of water when you're intermittent fasting. I've definitely worked. I've, def- I've definitely recommended intermittent fasting um, to different patients, but it also depends on your own personal like you were saying with SIBO, that could be interesting, it could be beneficial for you. But at the same time, I feel like women um, shouldn't have, I think they should have a longer window. Window. Yeah. Because I think eating over eight hours is just not enough time. And especially with all the hormonal changes that are going on, um, uh, it, 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 it it can be really challenging. And I think, I think, um, I don't know if you follow different there are different um, practitioners out there who really recommend that women have a longer window, like a 10 hour window, for example. Oh, okay. So a 10 hour, a 10 hour eating window and a 14 hour fasting window, for example. I think, or 12 and 12. I think I do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's better. That's better. Well, yeah, because you wait, well, when do you eat breakfast? Oh, we haven't eaten yet. Her and I. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So you're on it. I'm basically on it. Um, Just have to make sure you get enough fiber, like you said. Make sure you're eating enough fiber. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a hard balance for me because (coughs) if it's not balanced, I'll either have constipation or diarrhea. It's really fun. (laughs) Yeah. So the thing about me too is like, oh, it's a really good idea to see a naturopath or a, or a functional, functional nutritionist. But like, I'm such a cheater too. Like I'm such a cheater. Like I will, I'll like be really like 80% good on my diet and my 20% is like trash. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I always have like that 80, 20 rule. I feel like I feel also when you give yourself, when you, when you deprive yourself, you say, I can't have this and you want it even more, you know, it's like, you got to give yourself some pleasure in life. I mean, it's, it, it depends on your prop on the issue at hand. Yeah, of so course. if you have, if you have, you know, something that's very serious and then you need to heal from, then you, yeah, it's hard to do the 20%, but, um, you know, I think there's, there's a fine line with, with, I don't believe in diets. I just don't believe in diets. I believe in, in, in listening to your body's intuition and giving yourself whole foods, whole like foods that, he, that are healing foods, trying to avoid the inflammatory foods. Okay. And really listening to what your body needs. I think that's the real, that's the real beauty of this work that I do is teaching people how to listen to their, into their own personal intuition and, and learning how to, how to, how to really nourish themselves and you know with food but also how how else do can we nourish ourselves i mean we're not just we're talking about food right now but there's also um you know there's other forms of of nourishment out there so however it may be through your relationships through your work that you do your spirituality can be so many different things that really nourish you and if you're eating like perfectly but there's other things that are totally off in your life then you're not going to be balanced you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. So really figuring out what do you need? What do you, what do you need right now to really nourish you on a deeper level than just through food? Yes. I have a separate question. So back to the mm-hmm. alcohol, you stopped drinking alcohol in your, in your mid twenties. I mean, that would be like the one reason I moved to France. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay. Okay, I'm going to say I stopped drinking alcohol regularly when I moved to France when I was 25. Once in a while, I would have a little bit of wine, okay? But then I would feel terrible. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, this is part of my whole, okay, once you start eating more healthfully, you just don't want it anymore, you know what I'm saying? So I was so much more sensitive, especially after having my children and and breastfeeding and everything. I just became so sensitive to alcohol. I mean, that could also be related to like, you know, maybe maybe at one at some point, I really do needed to do a liver detox because that can also help and happen to people who are really sensitive to alcohol that they need to really go have a liver detox if their liver is overloaded. But yes, so I've done a bunch of detoxes. So it's all that whole, it's all fine. My liver's good now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, France, yes, it's known for its wine, but it's not known just for its wine. You know, there's so many. Yeah, other good for its cheese, there. its croissants, its baguettes, and its wine. That's why I visit. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, if you do a retreat in France, 
I'm going to have to have some wine and baguettes. You, you know right? what I'm going to be, you know what I'm going to be eating for a whole week and then be like, okay, now I have to oh. detox from this. Oh my God. Do you like, is the pasta great there? Is the pot? See, you know what? I feel like you need to go to Italy to really get amazing pasta. France is not. No. I mean, I live in Lyon, which is the capital of gastronomy. Yes. There's a lot of meat. Actually was just at this. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, um, organ meats, not just meats, a lot of intestines, <laughs> that kind of thing, tripe, cow stomach, that kind of thing. But that's not, I mean, my friends don't eat that kind of stuff, but it's no, it's well known for that. It's also well known for, um, they're called canals. They're like fish mixed with like a kind of like with flour and then you poach it and has this beautiful sauce with it. I mean, these are the things I'm talking about. So Lyon is not, I, I'm more into food from Provence in the South of France, which is more olive oil based. It's more your Mediterranean diet. That's what I'm more into, you know, which is obviously so much better for you. And so much, I mean, so many benefits from the Mediterranean diet have been touted. Every single time I bring like a, because I had a, a expert on keto come in like a couple weeks ago to, to talk about keto. Every single time I talk to a, a person in this category, I'm just like, oh, I got to focus. <laughs> I honestly I think the, the the more you know just make sure you make sure I mean this is you do what you want to do but I think that the most important thing is just getting enough vegetables and really monitoring your glucose levels like making sure you're 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 getting like stable having stable glucose levels so you're not creating more inflammation in your body not creating more like I don't know do you, do you ever get fatigued after you're working out or are you tired during the day? How is your sleep? Getting enough sleep now, I think. Uh, it is It is a very good question, all of it together, because you, you guys should see Adrienne's face right now. She's like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> I cannot believe we know each other from that tiny ass little town. I know. I know. It's so funny. It's And I can't believe that we were in Mallorca. I can't believe that we went to Spain together. I mean, it was so, that was an amazing trip. That was an amazing trip, but it's so crazy. And I'm doing a, I'm hosting a retreat there in September and they haven't been there since our trip. <laughs> that is random. OMG, Adrian, you are like, I just am going to make up ways for us to hang out the rest of our lives because you are still the coolest I don't say that very often because I don't use that terminology, but when you were in high school, I don't know what it was. It was because you were so nice and you were so cool and nice and not like uh, clicky, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I have so much fun talking to you. I love it. Um, And very helpful. Actually, I have to tell you, we recorded this a little bit ago and I took your advice and I started actually drinking um, alkaline water. And I still have to figure out the long-term situation because um, buying an alkaline water system for the house is quite expensive, but it's actually helped my um, acid reflux like considerably. And then I read online that a lot of people who have acid reflux um, and esophagitis actually use, um, you know, alkaline water because it's not as acidic and it helps the esophagus, I don't know, calm the fuck down. That's my scientific way of explaining it. Awesome. 
All right, uh, so Adrian, you're amazing, and I hope this aerial community gets to meet you. Hopefully, we'll get to work with each other in the future. Um, for my listeners out there, uh, let's do roll it out together, please. I would love to see you, make friends with you. It'd be amazing. See you on the Zoom. And then uh, lots of other stuff on the website. Check it out there, and um, lots of free stuff. All right, my friends. Uh, yeah, over and out. It's an amazing week. I'll see you guys next time. I appreciate you guys. Please honor me with the five-star rating and review. You know, all the good stuff. All right, my friends. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you guys next time. And this is Expecting Our Lives.